When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yell Teagle. I am joined by Felicia Michelle. Hello, Felicia. Hey, Yell. Hi, I'm so excited. Uh, this is season 23, episode 9 People versus Richard Wheatley. And before we say a whole lot, um, I would like to give everybody some information. Um, if you have been assaulted or need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. Felicia, what does 4673 spell? Spells hope, yeah. It does spell hope. Um, yeah, Taylor cannot be here, so she doesn't get to say it. I know, but that's often my favorite part is just the amount of anxiety I give her every time we give the hotline number away. I miss you, Taylor. Yeah, uh, I'm really bummed she can't be here. Uh, but... you, girl. <laughs> that's it. That's why I miss her. Um, amazing. Uh, if you have never watched our show or listened to our podcast before, please consider this your content warning. Um, I have a lot of shit to say, <laughs> so be prepared uh, because we're going to say some shit. Uh, we see we have people in our live chat already. Hello, Danny Thomas. Hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're so excited to chat about, again, season 23, episode 9, People versus Richard Wheatley. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let me read the quick cap and then we can start with our thoughts. Yeah, so do it. The cap. Um, Carisi tries Richard Wheatley for the murder of Kathy Stabler. Benson finds herself at odds with a friend when Barbara agrees to take the case. Felicia, what did you think of this episode? That was a very vague, like, quick cap. Like, I don't know. I feel like they should just put, like, shit happens. Betrayal and security on loops that sort of has been like the caption right there, the quick cap, just like a couple words. Um, no, it, it was a great, first off, it was a really great episode. Um, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't get down with the crossovers. You know, I don't like that. That's not my particular, even outside of the online or world universe. That's not my, that's not my steez. I don't really like that. Um, but this was actually really good. And it was very much like, it, it kind of gave me like spy versus spy with Carisi and Barbara and, um, to go against, you know, someone that you admired so much. Um, there was a lot of, there's a lot here to unpack. I am really enjoyed it, actually. I am shocked. Honestly, <laughs> um, I felt like this episode relied so heavily on you having seen uh, Organized Crime season one. Um, I genuinely, when it started, I was like, we're so far beyond this in season two of organized crime. Like we've already, we're in the whole other fucking case. Like what is all this? And, different bad guy now, right? That's like a whole different. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like he went uh, after a whole different villain and like a whole different path. And, and now we're brought all the way back. So that I think really, 
I was, I'm very surprised to hear you say that you enjoyed it because I was very excited to hear as someone who has not watched organized crime, if you could follow what the hell the plot was. I mean, I knew who Angela was. She obviously, she's in the first like two episodes of the series. So I knew a little bit, but actually watching it, I was like, oh, maybe I should have watched that. Cause actually that seems like it was kind of interesting because, and then Okay, I won't. Okay, I won't. I'm not going to. But it made me think for a second. I considered for a second that maybe I should watch um, season one to like figure out what's going on. But I mean, I thought it was excellent. I was very happy to see that goatee beard. I told you it was gone. It had to go. I'll say this. I think that um, the way the testimony goes uh, when when Elliot explains the whole story and when Benson is on the, on the stand, they're literally like, Hey, we're going to tell you what happened in season one of organized crime because you haven't been watching the show. We know um, you didn't watch it guys. We know you have no idea what's going on. So I really appreciated that. I'm taking my shoes off now. Uh, I'm getting real comfortable. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. They explain the storyline for anyone who hadn't seen it. Um, that said, I think the, and the, the previously on that you see at the beginning is helpful, except that this person, Isaac Becker, who is in the previously on like um, montage, okay. is never named in the montage. So then you have his name during the trial. And I'm sitting there oh, as someone who knows who that him. is. Oh, we yeah. saw him. We didn't know we saw him because I didn't know. I was exactly. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's the bald guy who gets shot into the pool. Like that's who they're talking oh, okay. about. Okay, okay, wow. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I had a feeling that, that it would have been helpful for someone to say that. Or at least it would just, you know, put more into the story and, and paint the picture of, of just how corrupt and how awful, put put a face to the name. Yeah. Um, so this episode was a full trial episode, which actually reminded me of one of Ludacris's episodes. Yes. Okay. You know, it's one of my favorite like arcs of this. I mean, like, it's so good. It's the only. It's probably like the first. It's also the first time we got to know Finn too. So mm-hmm. that was like a very memorable in the series. But I mean, I, this was just like old beef to me. It just. It was just like, okay, Barbara. Like this is the, now the second time you've come back in recent. Like, what's going on here? Like, what's like, what's going on up here? Is what I was thinking. I was like, why is he doing this? That's such a good question because um, we have the scene where he tries to explain uh, that th- why he took the case to Benson, and part of it is to protect her, and part of it is, and this is the part that like kind of confused me was that he took this case because the the DA skipped out, like chose not to prosecute on a bunch of optional RICO charges. They had the chance to do it. And instead, was it that they felt the pressure from the police to go after this case? And if that's the case, then like, let's bring back Garland who wants to talk about police reform. Like let's bring back people to have that discussion rather than have Barbara being like, the police are overstepping because they're trying a criminal in a case that they should have tried a different one instead. Like that seems odd to me, right? Common sense is not always super common. You're right. It, that would have made the most sense. That would have made that would have made too much sense. At least we didn't have um our new our new chief. We didn't have to see him at all this episode. So I was like grateful for that. And I mean, it's kind of a little bit of nostalgia too, because if you are a fan of the series in like recent seasons, and you know you know that how Barbara is and how his relationship has been with the 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 team, how it shifted, and he's always kind of been an antagonist. 
Like he's constantly always been that person since the first day that we met him. Like you kind of didn't like him. You you didn't even like, you know, when I first met his character, even think he had the background that he had because he acts so damn bougie mm. all the time, right? Um, so it's just interesting. It's just like, why why are you why are you doing this? Why are you here for this now? Like, wh- what is the point and the purpose of this? Like, you're coming back at such a weird time. Like, I just need to know where are we going from here? Or was just just to tie this all in? And it, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't understand it. I think you you're asking really great questions because at at the beginning, you know, when when Benson is questioning why he took this case, he he suggests that the NYPD framed Wheatley, and I. Want I does Barbara really believe I I believe that the NYPD would frame someone hundred percent in real life hundred percent believe that the NYPD would frame somebody do not believe that Barbara would believe that Benson would frame someone that SVU that this fictional um, inspirational aspirational squad would frame someone I don't think Barbara would ever believe that because there's no way because as we know. Our team is never the bad guys. Oh, you know, they might be surrounded by them. They might work with them. They might work for them, under them, or around them, but they are not bad. They are right. they're the sweetest part of the most of a corrupt system. Like, just, right. And they, they are the only. Nights, so it's fine. It's all good. Say? Sorry. And the best part of some of our Thursday nights. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. I really loved, I actually recorded my screen because of how much I loved this scene. Okay. I'm ready to show you all. Um, it is when Barba, <laughs> Barba and Carisi come face to face before the trial. Um, I've named it the Barisi moment. Um, where, sorry, you're watching me record my screen. Um, kiss, kiss. Right? Like, look at this, hold on, look at this. He's like, you look tired. It was that moment. There's just like that pause. We're gonna watch it again because there's a pause where I feel like he wanted to touch his face. It's the step off for me. It's how they stepped in sync. Like, touch his face. Touch his face. Touch it. Like, kickball change. There's no reason that you just touch his face. Just touch it. You just wanted to touch his face. Barbara, I could see it. I could see the look. Literally, I'm like, that's probably what you were waiting for. Like, this is it. I knew this was going to happen. I manifested this. That was the moment. On a different timeline, but here's on our timeline. Yes. <laughs> um, oh man, I'm so glad I rec- I like stopped and went back to film that for us. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, for those who are listening to the audio podcast and they're not watching the video, go back and watch this. Yeah, no. Um, but it's interesting that they had that face off because I I don't know if you remember like back in the day when we were kids um there was a show called mad tv and uh, yes. he used to have mad tv it's, it's better it was better than snl i said it i'm sorry mad tv was way better to me um snl might be an institution but mad tv like go back and watch it if you have never watched mad tv so they had cartoons on there too and one of them was spy versus spy and they'd be two spies trying to kill each other it was like you know funny in different ways and when i watched them it was very much spy versus spy because like Carisi, you know, he wanted to essentially be Barbara. He used to literally like kind of fangirl behind him. Like we saw it. We were yeah. we had secondhand embarrassment. We saw it. It happened. You know, he would he would aspire to be like him. He would 
challenge and talk to him, have these conversations about law, about how to approach cases, um, problem solving. And so a lot of the stylistic things you could see there was, especially the one moment, or there's two moments, but they both did it where they said something smart and hit the, hit the quick withdrawal. It was yeah. like they hit the same beat. Like you must be one of the luckiest guys or, or, or unluckiest guys or luckiest guys in the world withdrawn. Barbara said something smart about, uh, I think it was Professor Professor Wheatley, but it's just like, you just see the stylistic, like com- like the comparison. You can tell like he studied under him, but at this point now he like has enough confidence and enough hair gel um, to, to, to be able, you know, to face him. But, the, uh, but again, he lost because Carisi always loses to Barbara. It's not, ooh, he always loses to him. You cannot, there's not a, like maybe in another episode in the future or something, but there's no, you don't have a, not a master, but a guru, the person you look up to and then you surpass them. That's not usually how that works. Like if they're the epitome of where you're trying to go in your head, they're the highest that they can go and you can't be them. So there's always going to be a mental block to like get to that space. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Or am Absolutely. I no, you're totally right. <laughs> I, weird. I know. I, first of all, there, there were moments where you see Carisi pulling a barba, like you're hundred percent right. I was like, there it is. There it is. Um, it's so good. And, and I think you're right that I didn't think about it because I thought, you know, when Wheatley says, if I wanted someone dead, they would be dead, including you, Mr. Carisi. I thought that was like the the nail in the coffin and that would end up being that Carisi won. But you're totally right. Of course, Carisi can't beat Barbara. Not yet. He's still new. He's still new. Yeah, he's still he's still a little a little green. But I mean, obviously, we see him moving up through the ranks in, in the 80 and which we've actually really never seen a whole lot of like like the DA's office in this series, like sometimes here and there, but not really mm-hmm. much of that. But now we're getting to get more characters. And I guess now we do have another character of color. I forget that um, attorney's name. Do you, do you know his name? He was the co, uh, he was co-prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Cause I, you know, I don't know anyone's name in, in on TV or in real life. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah. Was that Baptiste? Was it Baptiste? Do, do, do. Yes, uh, his name is Baptiste, and he is played by Teagle F. O. Teagle. That's, really? Yeah, that's his first name, but I don't know how to say that last name. That's cool. Bouger. I'm guessing on the French pronunciation. I'm also <laughs> guessing on Teagle. Well, well, wait. So, okay. I didn't know your. That's. But is it spelled like your last name? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Okay. But very clearly, Teagle. Oh, maybe, my last name is spelled something else. Education name, you know, like yeah. the French Creole influence. Okay, but anyway, he's there. Um, uh, Bureau Chief Philip Baptiste is the character's yeah. name. Yes, the character's name. He's he's there. So I guess we do have a little bit of, di- of more diversity, and we have more of a look into uh, the DA's office. Sorry if you can hear that; it's like really loud. Do you hear that? No. Okay. No, but Amy Lewis in the chat is saying something to us, and I'm going to be honest, I do not know what that means. So please rewrite whatever it is that you're saying. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's keep going. Uh, 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 Where were we? So Benson takes the stand. What? Do you have notes? I do have notes. You're so cute. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. I always take notes. I know. It's so cute. Go ahead. I watch this episode. I watch episodes multiple times and take notes. Um. Uh, uh, I just am still distracted by how cute they were going head to head. Let's watch that clip again. <laughs> just look. Replay. 
<laughs> Look at this. Yes, face to face. Mm. I love you. I love you too. You look great. I've missed you. Looks I like good. how my hair swooped like that kind of too. Right? I would love to have people narrate what they think should have been said in that scene. Uh, yeah. Tell us what you think should have been said there. All right. Um, we have this whole trial. Honestly, every time I watch an episode now that crosses over or has something to do with organized crime, and all I can think is, is this going to be enjoyable on a Saturday Eye on TV marathon or a Sunday USA marathon? Oh, that's a great yeah. Because that's what makes that that's what makes a Law and Order episode a Law and Order episode. Can it stand alone? Can it stand by itself? This one a hundred percent cannot stand alone. <sighs> not if you're not a fan of the series, not or, or don't have any clue what's going on. You can't just watch it and enjoy it. Like it's not a discovery episode for this series. That said, I feel the same way about I think the William Lewis arc. And those also get played during the marathons and I enjoy those as well. But when I watch them, I do want to watch the whole arc together. If that makes sense. No, it makes sense because it's, it's, we don't typically get that in, in long order anyway. So put them all together. So it makes sense to me. I don't, right. don't play number three and then play a new episode from another season and come back and play an arc part two. Like, that's I true. Know. I do see that happen with the ludicrous episodes where they play one of them and I'm like, well, now I want to see all of them. No, exactly. Um, but I can we talk about um Elliot's kids for a second? Yes, let's talk about this. First of all, it is Kathy's birthday. And who who comes to, to the to the gravesite? Eli, Kathleen, and Dickie. As a reminder, he has five children. Where is Maureen and where is Elizabeth? That's my question. My biggest question is, how can you give us Dickie without Elizabeth? They are twins. Twins are always together. And this feels like the way that they treated Elizabeth the entire first 12 episodes where you saw Dickie and I forgot Elizabeth's name because we saw her twice. All right, you may speak now. The sad day rate for a child and for those them is are different. Their day rate is kind of high. So we get we're getting them and that's who you're gonna see. You're gonna see the ones that you you know, the one that was in the most trouble and the one who and I and Dickie's episodes are memorable too, but like you're gonna see the most two memorable stabler kids. We're not giving you all five. We're not paying that 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 sag day rate, no way. So what's wild is in the organized crime episode, the second half of this episode, which we are not really gonna discuss because honestly it didn't have too much to do with this. But um in that episode we do see Elizabeth, I think, I think it's her. And then at the end, there is uh, he has grandkids. So I'm going to make an assumption that Maureen, the eldest, has the children. But he has, really, he has grandkids. No one knows whose. I don't know whose kids they are. I literally saw them and went, whose kids are these? And then he said <laughs> something about being grandpa. And I went, okay, whose kids are these? But like who had them? Who do they belong to? They could be Dickies for all we know. Text. Do we claim these children on who? <laughs> I have no idea who they are. Um, yeah, so that's that. It was, uh, it was it was like interesting. It was like happy belated birthday, mom, and then 
it goes to their headstone and it has her birthday. And I'm like, well, I don't know if we knew her birthday. You could have just made it that day, like, or, like, recent. Like, it's kind of like, damn, y'all got to the, y'all, how is it belated? That's not right. Like, I mean, granted, like, I get maybe she's not going anywhere. But, like, you could still have got there, like, on, in October. October 26th is on the thing. And this is December. And if we're so to believe it's, like, happening now or around the time, holiday season. They said the holiday break. They brought in the holiday, so... And the, and the OC episode was Christmas, so did y'all miss? Well, that and then the and Eli. I mean, it was very clear to me that um, it's like almost like kind of foreshadowing because I feel like Kathleen tried to warn her dad, like, "Don't do that. I can't hear that." Like, he hasn't learned his lesson. So let me tell you what happened with Eli. Yeah. Okay. So oh, oh, he did stuff in the other show. Okay, tell us. Yes. Yes. It connect. It, connected him disappearing at the end of this episode connected um so let me fill everybody in on what happened on organized crime because i know you all didn't watch it so the episode starts with eli um he like essentially went out for the evening and then he meets some girl he stole grandma's drugs he went back to the girl's place they did drugs and alcohol together and then he woke up and she was dead so um it became an SVU episode, but which I'm just going to say this right now, flip these episodes, people. That episode should have had our team as opposed to those, this episode, which should have been on their show. Oh, so when he left and he had stole the grandma, that's where he went in, in, the, in the other episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he wakes up, the girl's dead. Um, and then eventually it gets back to Stabler. Stabler and Olivia come uh, to rescue him from the police station. Olivia goes to try to investigate, but it's in New Jersey, so she has no jurisdiction. Um, and and then that turns into a whole other thing, and there's a really good chance that the girl who was murdered was set up to be murdered by Wheatley to frame the kid. But more importantly, we have a small scene with Benson and Stabler, which ties into the scene that we have in this episode, where she says, I wish I could trust you, Elliot. And here is the whole quote. He says, what does that mean? She says, I know that you're carving your way through a mountain of grief and I've tried to be here for you, but this is a one-way street. You have not asked me one question about what happened to me since you left, which is a really great point. And then there's this moment, which I felt personally that this was the SVU writers having to fix what organized crime did because she says and this letter why did you give me the letter a letter you didn't even write what was that about because we all went if he didn't write it why did he give it to her okay because kathy wrote it kathy wrote it so then why would he give it kathy's dead why would you give this to her yeah he said he didn't know where to start and i was like and that's how you chose to start with a letter you didn't write. Take hey, it. I'm in town. Do you want to get coffee? I would even, even simpler. We should talk. Let's chat. Hey, let's chat. Two words. 
she and then she's like, and, and I'm there with my son. That was scary. And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't really think about like the fact that she's a single woman that lives with. She's still a single. She's yeah, she's Olivia Benson, but in this in this universe, she's still not like Captain Marvel. Like she's still a human being. It's still a person and a single woman who lives with her her young child. So yeah, someone coming up like that and her line of work. Yeah, and then to see like, come on, man. He just, I mean, but Elliot's always been like that kind of, especially when it comes to Olivia, very much putting her feelings last, very much like acting like very like void of understanding that she has emotion. And then when she shows emotion a certain way, then he just doesn't understand her. A lot of their like disagreements in the beginning were her just having to learn to just like swallow shit because he can't handle anybody telling him about his shit. But the difference is, Back then, he would have copped the attitude and had something smart to say. He didn't say anything this time because he knew he was wrong. True. So in Organized Crime, he finally does ask her if she was seeing somebody. And she goes, it's been 10 years. <laughs> if I saw somebody, girl, it's been 10 years. You think I didn't date? Just what, 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 and you were married. It's like it was like 10 years, you were single this whole time, and you we just didn't connect. Like, life just tore us away. You were married for 10 more years. So, she then says, and this part I got very angry about because the erasure of Cassidy is ridiculous. She says she had one serious relationship, she thought it was real serious, and then he died. He, she made it sound like, A, he died when they were together, which is not the yeah, case. Like he died when he was engaged or married, married to, someone. to someone else. Also, you lived with Cassidy. Cassidy was there for you the entire William Lewis arc. How, how could you, how could you forget about Cassidy? It's so rude. Some people have, so nasty and so rude. Some people have exes that they just like to forget about. Yeah, but he even knew Cassidy. He knew Cassidy when they first started in season one. Exnesia. Nope. I don't know who that is. I don't know that person. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm. I don't know who that is. Yeah, nope. but look, she thought she was gonna have kids with Cassidy. He lived with her. Yeah. And she how dare she claim that Tucker was a bigger deal? What? Because he met Noah because they went to Paris? That was bigger than living with someone? Well, um, Paris is kind of nice. Paris is very nice. <laughs> and someone having a relationship with your child is something different too. Sure. Um, different. But I don't, she also forgot. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, good girl. She oh, forgot oh, this entire storyline that we yeah. just learned about. That was so nasty. Thanks, Mister Big Rose. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, that was a really thanks for yeah thanks for telling us that. That was a really gross storyline. Oh, Her professor, but it's, but that was a great episode too. Um, I don't but, know. I don't, now I'm not, now the more we talk about this episode, I feel like I'm not liking it anymore. I don't sorry, know I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bring you down. Mind. I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if I like it anymore. Well, it's, I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk more about the case. The like the. Yeah, trial. let's let's go back to the trial. Because uh, really, what you don't like is organized crime. Yes, that's what we've been talking about for the last couple of minutes. <laughs> so um, I love that Barba does his job well because he's Barba and of course he does his job well. Um, and then we have this really amazing moment where Barba sees that he was played. And I really loved this because it shows that like 
he would have pulled the same move if he was on that side, but he was so focused. He didn't think about it and he got played and Wheatley testified. Um, and of course we thought he shot himself in the foot by threatening a prosecuting attorney in open court. Obviously he didn't. Um, and, and there was the moment um, that I really need to talk about, which is at the end, Benson says to Barbara, I felt betrayed and I don't know how I'll ever get over it. And I would like to understand, I would like anyone watching live um, and Felicia, I want to hear your opinion. Why is, does she feel betrayed? Does she feel betrayed that he's now a defense attorney? Does she feel betrayed because if we recall, he killed a kid? Um, does she? Why does she feel betrayed? I mean, I, I just assumed it was because he was coming along and now to defend Wheatley and just he knows what he is and they know what he is. He's a, a shark. He's a beast in the courtroom. And he's the type of person who if, you know, if you got a dog, he's the, he's the dog you want in the fight, you know, like so she knew that. And then like they worked together so long. They've been, you know, comrades the whole entire time. And now they're they're not. Um, and she probably just feels like you're, it's personal. And it, I think she thinks there's some, cause she asked specifically about Elliot too. And uh, like, and honestly, Olivia just has a really soft spot for Elliot. So anything like you say and do to him, like she takes it really personal too. So not only does she probably feel betrayed for herself and having worked with him, but I'm thinking also too, because she feels like it's personal with Elliot, even going so far as to ask him specifically, Hey, is this about Elliot? Like you have a problem mm. with him? I see. Yes, but I don't know. It just reminds me of when Wong testified against her and she felt really betrayed there. But like, I don't know. Remember when um, a judge became a defense attorney? Like, you didn't feel betrayed by her? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just feels... It, ma'am, it's not personal, is how I feel. But if anyone's in the chat wants to tell me why they think she felt betrayed by Barbara, because he literally was like, I'm trying to protect you. And she was like, you betrayed me. Well, I mean, it kind of does sound a little weird when someone is coming to be on the opposing side of what you're trying to do and then tells you the reason I'm here is actually to help you because it would you, you'd rather be me than someone else. Like, that's like parents like spanking their kids and be like, it hurts me more than it hurts you. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, what do you have to say? I'm actually, I'm going to tie it into SVU. It reminds me of the episode with um, Teddy, who was um, Aaron Lindsay from Chicago's brother, who gets trafficked uh, and then ends up being a prostitute in in New York. And he says, um, so he ended up, um, you know, assaulting a girl because he knew that her first time it was going to be a big rough guy. And she, he was like, it would have been, it's better that it was me. Cause I would be gentle with you. Does that make sense? So yeah. I, it's the only, that's the only time where I can feel like it's better that it's me. I don't know that it's better. It shouldn't be happening at all. Um, what's happening this. Oh, maybe because he, she had feelings for Barbara. First of all, Danny, we do not ship Barbara and Benson on this podcast. I mean, you could ship whoever you'd like, but no. I I don't I don't think we've ever put they. I never I've never put them together. I've never even conceptual. Wow. Oh, people ship that. They do. I mean, obviously, I, it felt more like um, like a like a like a BFF or like a brother, like a bro. Right. Sit. 
vibe to me. Yeah, like, I always I, thought they were friends. No, Liv and, and, and Finn are friends. I don't know. They're, they're real friends. They're family, actually. I scratched that. They're family. But, but at least, like, you know, some type, some level of, like, however much you can love a coworker that's not more than a coworker. Like, not before, like, like they're a friend, but they're a coworker, but you, like, but you love them, but they're not. Like, you wouldn't take a bullet. Like, she wouldn't jump from a bullet for him. I think she would. I mean, he's literally been to her house and, and hung out with the kid and Yo, I have been to your house. Are you jumping in front of a bullet for me? Yes. Girl, she's a damn lie. She's a damn lie. You yell is lying. Give it five stars. Five star ratings on i on iTunes. Don't make any sense. She said, "Look, she look. She can't even keep it straight. She oh, she sat here and lied to us. This is a community of trust." I definitely all I could think was, I'm not taking a bullet for anybody. I'm not taking a bullet for myself. No, no like bullet taking would be happening. Like, yeah, no. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I won't take a bullet for you. No, don't be because, girl, it's mutual. And I, but I will never bring you beet juice because I love you like that. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we've lost it here. Um, any other thoughts before we move on to all our other stuff we have to do? Uh. I like this episode for Creasy. I think it's um I think it's important to his character. And for that I can be happy for him. Um interesting. You know what? Uh-huh. That's a really good point. Why was Rollins not in the courtroom? Girl, did I say that out loud yet? Or did you read my mind? I read I, your mind. Okay, yeah. I was like telepathy the glasses. It's the glasses. They both got the glasses today. But yeah, where was she at? Like where Amanda? Amanda? Right, Carisi is killing it in the courtroom, ma'am. Where are you? He is you know, varsity like football. Him. You got to be in those bleachers. She don't even. She don't really like him like that. You know, we know that she really doesn't like him like that. Maybe she didn't want to see him go head to head with his boyfriend. I don't think she really likes him like that. I think I've said this though. Like sometimes, like once you get a thing, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say a thing. It could be anything. Once you get a thing, it's not as exciting. As you thought it might be, you know, and unfortunately, sometimes those things are relationships with people. I think that she just didn't want to see the sexual tension between Barbara and Carisi. <laughs> y'all, I, I am not on that ship. Just to let y'all know, this that ship docks only at Yale. And um, look at this, look at <laughs> look at that love. They want, they want to make out. They want look each those- other. Look mm. at the tie knots. The knots are official. When did Carisi learn how to dress? Because he was dressing in like he was not dressing well when he first got started. But he He's looks- trying to impress his Look boyfriend. It was their first date. It was, their, it was like a it's like an anniversary. No, I, I mean I, I just see it as real as like a level of character development for him. And I do, I I want to believe, and I always say this that something makes sense for later that this will like happen again. Because he keeps coming back, and it's mm-hmm. like you can beat the master, and you can like, mm. like you're now you're the master, you know. Um, but he has I a want, to- I can't wait to see the day where Carisi wins and they make out. <laughs> In an Applebee's parking lot. Okay, let's move on. I, yeah, th- see how crazy that sounds. <laughs> 
terrible. We are terrible. Let's move on to best lines. Oh, oh my god! Oh, you, got, you got some best lines. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I got some best lines. Here we go. Um, oh man, wait, before we do best lines, Audrey O in the chat says, Amanda, uh, actress Kelly says, kissing Carisi is like kissing her brother and boy, can we see it in their on-screen chemistry. <laughs> wow. She, she said that? She shouldn't have said that. We, we all knew it, but she shouldn't have said it. I mean, to be fair, we I've been saying from the beginning that they were brother and sister. They very clearly became brother and sister. And then all of a sudden, blah, anyway. like like family-like, and then I, I don't know. I, they gave us some ship. You didn't get the ship you wanted, but you got the ship that you got. That's um, fair. Uh, best lines. Um, what you got? I have, um, <laughs> Richard Wheatley said... I wouldn't worry about him. He pissed the bed his whole life. <laughs> and I was like, damn. But and I was in my head, but then I'm like, you know, kind of literal sometimes. I was like, damn, did he really piss the bed his whole life? He probably has some type of problem. Maybe it was like, it's like I'm start, you know, my brain has really going into these really serious issues. Don't they say that if you were assaulted, yeah, like that's a sign of being assaulted. So my, because I'm watching Law and Order, so my brain is going there. And then I'm like, I think it's just an expression. I honestly think he just means like, <laughs> scary because we saw that clearly something was going on are y'all really serious right now we're gonna watch I, we're watching him like his eyes divert like if i'm talking yeah. over here y'all can see that i'm looking over here like you genuinely i feel like that whole thing should have been thrown out um, that was so dumb yeah so dumb um and then, then him, and then actually his son saying i didn't hear anything i don't recall hearing anything sir did you not hear anything or do you not recall hearing anything <laughs> did you not hear anything or do you not recall hearing anything did you not I, hear anything because you were in the shower <laughs> <laughs> were you in the shower is that what happened you know that you can't get you know you can't wet your hair 24 you hours cannot wet your hair. um oh and then Wheatley again if I wanted somebody dead they would be dead including you Mr. Carisi yes yeah such a good line very good. Also, great um, reaction and like I think very authentic reaction from the courtroom when that happened, and also when the son reneged on his testimony because it was like, oh, I was like, this is yes, more yeah. this. The court's a little too quiet in law order for me, and with all the things going on, you feel like there'd be more like noise. You have a lot of noise in court, but there should be more going on, you know. Yeah. And so, was gave us a little audience or court audience interaction. I like that. Nice. Um, I love it. Mr. Big Rose in the chat says, what kind of soap opera is this from Richard Wheatley? And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to add to it uh, because I wrote his line um, where he said there's got to be dozens of ways to show that the motive was a lie without making me look like a goddamn cuck. I knew you were, I said, I said, oh, she lives for this line. She's going to, I knew you were going to write. Here's why. Here's why. Because people use cuck so frequently these days that finally it is being used correctly. It is finally literally being used correctly. He is being cuckolded, which is the definition of this. And I really appreciated it because I was like, look at that. Correct usage of language. And I was like, I said, wow, I said, how many people are at home and don't know what the hell that even means? Yep. 
like all those all those like older older folks of a different generation that watch Law and Order because you know they watch oh, prime time TV. I assume they know it's the young kids that are like, why is he using the term cuck? Um, they know. Ew, they know. Mm. Of course, everyone knows what cuck is. Um, I just found out like very recently. I just found out. I didn't know what that was. So I have two other lines. Um, I really liked when Stabler said, "I am neither lurching nor frantic." <laughs> I don't know why it made me giggle. Um, and then I think this is Barbara's line. I think this is the one where he withdraws his li- a question where he says, "Does the NYPD condone vigilantism or?" Only if the vigilante is a member of the NYPD. <laughs> withdrawn. I think that's the one withdrawn. he withdrew. Yeah. Because um, that was a great line. Actually, it, I like I I remembered that, but I didn't write it down because it was so long. So, yeah. so I was like, I trust that someone got that because that was a good one. I was like, I what? was like, I can't spell this, so I just talked to texted it into my phone. <laughs> Oh, I've taken to watching the show with the captions on, which I feel like I like to do that anyway. So it just makes it easier for me to know exactly what's going on. Smart. All right. Those are some of our best lines from this episode. Uh, Appreciate the additions in the chat. Um, I have some show news that we got to discuss. So bunch of show news. Um, First of all, there was definitely a deleted scene because the promo for this episode has a scene where Benson meets Barba in it looks like a bar or a diner and said and says you can defend whoever you want as long as it's not Richard Wheatley and that scene is 100% not in this episode yeah I guess um, they didn't need it yeah but there are multiple clips that were in the promo for this episode that were not in this episode at all um so there's a deleted scene somewhere. It is not available for us to show right now. Otherwise, I would have. Um, and there's news about the Law and Order revival of the Mothership. Um, so for those who are unaware, Law and Order is returning, um, and they have photos uh, available on TV Line. Let me actually share screen and show you. Share screen. Um, and it's Anthony Anderson and <clears throat> Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice. Um, and here is the picture. So good Law for that. Yeah, it's season 21 of the original Law and Order is officially in production. Good for them. Good for them. Anthony Anderson's show Blackish is wrapping up their final season. I think they had eight freaking seven or eight seasons of that show, which is amazing. Um, and he was on Law and Order before, like back right. in the day. Like, uh, so, you know, that's that's great for him. What a great opportunity! It's cool, to, you know, to go. I always say, like, you know, it's great to to get a gig or something like that. But it's always the best to be asked back to something. Like, that's yeah. really always what the best. I think is really amazing. Anthony Anderson on original Law and Order. Then he did an episode of SVU as a different character, as a different detective, which I think is wild. Um, in the episode Fat, which is a really great episode. Um, and so now he gets to go back to the original Law and Order, so that's exciting. And that's I assume it. we'll see him cross over. And you know, oh, what? They ain't going to do nothing else. They're going to bring all these worlds together. You're going to you know it. triple crossover episode. You guys yeah. going to be crisscross because it's going to be so many crossovers. It's going to be like, wow. Um, and... <laughs> 
I have organized Crime Scoop, um, Robin Lord Taylor, who you probably know from Gotham, um, but also has been in an episode of SVU. Um, he was in the one where the girl um, goes to a concert and get her top pulled down and then she gets attacked by all these guys. He's one of the guys who attacked her. Oh my God. Um, I remember that episode. Uh, that's one of my favorite episodes. So good. I say that about every episode. It's a really good episode. Um, his character is uh, named Constantine. That's all I really know. Um, sorry, Sebastian McLean, aka Constantine, and Notorious Hacker. That's what we got. Yep. That's a very interesting name. Okay. So those are the show news things that I have to tell everybody about. Um, what's going on in the chat? We have so Danny asked a question. Danny said, uh, were we shocked by the Angela twist? So for those who don't know, uh, in Organized Crime, it revealed that she's not actually as um, hindered as she was. So she doesn't really seem to have uh, memory or speech or mobility issues. Um, she was playing us. Oh wow! Um, I was I was I was shocked because I don't watch organized crime. Know that they had a romantic relationship. Yeah, it's weird. Or that there was any involvement of her into what happened with Kathy. I just thought she just was the wife of a scumbag. Yeah, no. So the entire plot turned out that the reason Kathy was hit was because Wheatley told her that Stabler yeah. killed her son, even though uh, Wheatley did it. Um. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Big Rose. I forgot about that one. Cameron Manheim also is joining the Law & Order revival, which is very exciting because I love Cameron Manheim. Um, and Mr. Big Rose says, I'm hoping crossover for three shows. I, I don't want to I don't want to watch all of them. You're going to have to because I ain't going to do aware. it. I'm aware. <laughs> Taylor I might watch. I mean, actually, so for the original Law and Order, I might give it a chance because I think what the problem for this one, for Organized Crime and Law and Order SVU for me, is that it's so hinged up on this ship. And it's so tethered and tied to, like, his old character. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just too... This Law and Order can stand on its own and be its own thing. It already has. It's the original. It's the original. Like, it's the OG and Anthony Anderson was already on it. So I can deal with you reprising a role, but like you're trying to dredge us back 10 years as an audience with this law and order and organized crime thing. And it's just, it's, I, 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 that's why I really don't enjoy it because it's hinged on a ship and, and it's, it's, it's living in the past and it's just. I, I totally agree with you. That said, I've said this before, the second season of organized crime so far up until this mess where we brought back season one story. The second season was fascinating because it was undercover. It was a whole new case. It was more interesting and fun to watch as its own show. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm fearful for where it's going now because it seems like we're bringing Richard Wheatley back into the whole thing. And like, I thought we were done with that and moving on. Um, but apparently we're going backwards. So I think you're right. Going backwards seems to be the theme there. Well, I watched the new Law and Order, but I don't have to like it. I'm gonna try it. I try. I try to organize crime. I get it. Um, so I see people have already started talking about the other other news that we'll get to in just a second. Um, 
I want to also uh, make a little correction. Last episode, uh, last new episode that we talked about was Drill City, Nightmares in Drill City. And it seems that that was in fact ripped from a headline um, because I'm going to say this, where the site that I use to get this information for you all has not been updating it in a timely fashion for our show on Sunday. So if you know who updates that site, please tell get them it, to hurry yeah. up. Get it together. Um, so for the episode Drill City, it was ripped from um, the headline about a woman named Sintoya Brown-Long. Um, she was convicted of murder and robbery, but was a 16-year-old victim of sex trafficking at the time of the murder and claimed that the person uh, she murdered paid her $150 to have sex with him, and she feared for her life during the encounter, leading her to shoot him. Um, and then... Uh, there's more to it, but anyway, you can check that story out. I just wanted to correct that. I think we were like, it's not rare from anything, but apparently it was. That's my correction. Ta-da. Um, okay, we usually would do a poll, but Taylor's not here, so we'll do that next time. It is time for the segment we always forget about. What did we learn? Mm. I came prepared. Okay, you can go ahead. Okay, so here's what I learned. There was a, the during the um, testimony of Stabler, um, Barba asked him about HALT, which is hungry, angry, lonely, tired, um, re in regards to PTSD. And I was like, what the hell? I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired. What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> like, these are feelings I feel all the time. So I looked into it. HALT is an acronym that is used specifically a lot for addicts. Um, and it is to be aware of things that can um, cause or be stressors that can lead you to relapse. Um, so you, you, I guess you halt and think about it. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Because you want to like be aware of that and not um, fall back into patterns that are dangerous. So I learned that today. I think it's just hilarious that like, it's like sleep and food are right there with lonely and tired as for the baby. <laughs> agitate you to take yep. <laughs> yeah um for the people in the chat sit we're getting there um felicia what did you learn oh um i guess i learned all, all the the storyline to organized crime that's true i think i learned all all those facts that i said i didn't know all throughout the show that's what i learned nice all right um if you learned something let us know in the chat uh, I learned, uh, I guess I also learned that Kelly thinks kissing Peter is like kissing your oh, brother. That is really like, okay, like honestly, I wouldn't even know what my next question would possibly be if I interviewed someone and that's the answer they gave me. Like, I would just not even know where else to go with that. Cause like, I know exactly what I would ask. Have you told the writers to stop making you do it? Well, that's because you could, because you could probably on the spot think of something a lot nicer than no, I could. Because I was I, like, I'd probably like, girl, we can tell, we can tell, we know, we know. We uh, know. No, because my, I have brothers. That's gross. You, you kiss him like he just ate a freaking garlic toenail Doritos. Like you act like he's just like most, like it's not, it's not hot. It's not hot. Mm. It's not even lukewarm. Mm. No, it's gazpacho. It's cold soup. Ew. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So before we talk about what everyone in the chat is very excited about, um, I want to say um, that if you've missed some of our episodes where we talked about older episodes, I think you're missing out um, on weird, relevant, modern things. Because we definitely, like before the season started, had a whole rant about um, what happened with Garland and Kat. So like, check out, if you're not watching the like older ones, because you're like, they're not the new ones. Still watch it because we say stuff there that might be helpful. Uh, yeah, uh, and also hilarious. Also, they're hilarious. Um, oh, I love. Uh, I play softball. Says I learned that I don't like Stabler's mom. I don't like Stabler's mom is the best thing on CI. You don't like Stabler's mom? Oh no, hold on. There it is. I, I mean, I think Stabler's mom is the best thing on. I'll tell you, you're totally right. First of all, it's OC. CI is the one that got canceled. Um, I agree. I like that one, but it's either here or there. <laughs> um, that's you. Stabler's mom is the best thing over on organized crime. Yes. Uh, the fact mom? that they brought her back. Yeah, they brought her into it, which is amazing. Well, she's, is she still super, un, like, is she unhinged still? Um, she's still um, bipolar, but she also, I think, has Alzheimer's and dementia. I mean, well, she can't stop being bipolar, but I figured right, right. like she's not medicated for that, but she is taking medication for Alzheimer's slash dementia. Gotcha. So it's even wilder. Yeah. I'm still not watching. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Although, again, season two, much better than season one. And if you're going to start, I think you can just start with season two. Well, probably um, what happened season one. You, you don't need to know. It's fine. You literally <laughs> just got filled in in tonight's episode of SVO. Exactly. Um, okay, so the big thing everyone is talking about is the promo for the next episode, um, which is airing January 6th. In this episode, um, we have Donna Logue returning. Uh, Donna Logue played Declan Murphy is coming back. Here's the big question. Will he visit his child? <laughs> Will he have a scene with his child. If we recall, Rollins' first baby is his. She's like old enough to talk and walk and have conversations with Carisi. Is he going to see her? And then the other news is Khaldun is returning um, at least for the episode, which is very exciting because I absolutely love Sergeant Khaldun and think that he should have joined the team. Um, so I really am excited to see that. It seems like all the people we ship with Rollins are going to be in the scene. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. This seems like it's going to be real messy and I cannot like, wait. You know what, Kelly? Just take a couple of days off. You're going to be in some interesting scenes. Uh, some very emotional scenes soon. So you might want to just relax. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe that's why she wasn't there. Maybe they were shooting those parts. Probably. You know, because they, I mean, it's a huge production. They keep it, they, I'm sure they keep it moving. And we know that they don't, they shoot things and we don't see them sometimes. So we can imagine that there's a lot of moving pieces. So maybe she, now I'm thinking, oh, she probably was just shooting um, all of that because, or she's about to have a, a Rollins centered episode. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, your new man, your baby dad, uh, that guy that we wanted you to be with, all of these. <laughs> The, yeah, like the guy we. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Thank you, Mr. Big Rose, for reminding us. Uh, yes, also, uh, Jason Biggs from American Pie is going to appear in the episode as well. But that's not as exciting as um, the return of Declan Murphy, so. <laughs> or, or Caldoon. Like, no offense, Jason Biggs, but if he's not fucking a pie, I don't really care. Uh, I, he better not still be doing that. That's still your shtick. This, this I'm, I'm sure he does not still do that. I can't imagine the this, the thought process and having decided to take that role to be like, okay, I'm going to have to. Uh, look, he was no one at that moment. And then exactly. it became, so you could be the taken it. ever. You could be the biggest joke ever, or you could like. I would have taken the gig. That's a huge career move. Look, if I need to fuck a pie, this is a weird thing to say. If I need to fuck a pie to make my career. So, okay, so you go fuck a pie, but you will not be a friend. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Priorities. It's fine. We live in LA, and you know, that's fine. <laughs> Either one of those things could happen here. Listen, um, unfortunately, if they don't come and visit out here right now, don't come. This episode, is, or we just got real, real wild today. Well, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a, a safe space and it's a little community, and we love Law Order, and um, it's okay. We can love each other in our in our weird. Yeah, as a reminder, this episode uh, or this show says some weird shit, and today we definitely have said some weird, weird shit. A lot of weird shit. Yes. Um, this was really fun. Is there anything else we need to talk about from this episode or just in general? Um, um, I think we should give everybody the, the, the what's to do's. I think that's all. I think that's all, all that we have. We talked about everything. I mean, crossovers are a little difficult because if you're not a, a fan of real, really watching both a fan of both, some parts can be not as exciting, but mm -hmm. I feel like as far as delivering the goods, it delivered the goods, you know. Yeah, I'm looking uh, literally and through my I notes to see that big goatee. For I just knew I was like, <sighs> you didn't like it. I didn't like it. There's more. There's a stronger word for that. <laughs> didn't like um, it. Yeah. That's fair. Um, all right. Um, blah, blah, Literally, blah. Morris just scoffed at that. By the way, <laughs> Morris is my cat. He just scoffed at that. He was like, <laughs> legitimately. I'm like, yes, son, exactly. He saw it too. Like, he was not a fan either. He's not a fan. All right. Well, <laughs> let us know your thoughts on the goatee. If you take a bullet for your friend, and if you'd fuck a pie, I want answers to all of these things. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let us know in the comments below. Also, rate us on iTunes and uh, leave us a review. What no. a lit. No. What a lit. Just, what a call to action. <laughs> I'm just trying to get people involved. Chat with us. Let us know your thoughts. Um, I hope that if you work on the show and you're listening, I'm sorry if we offended you with our questions. Um, if you work on organized crime, Thank you for having him shave the goatee off. Yes. That's that's all you get from us is a thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, and how dare you do that to him by making him have the goatee to begin with. All right. Uh, until next time, Felicia, where are you on the internet? What are you up to these days? Um, I'm on the internet on Instagram as Felicia Michelle. Oh, I am the newest member of Michael Coyer Morning Show, so you can wake up 
Uh, we start 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Thank you. At 10, 10 East Coast time. So if you're up and want to join us, we're live um, every morning having a good old time laughing. Comedians come on and we interview really cool people. And I'm there. And I am literally, I mean, I might as well hook up a coffee IV to my freaking arm. It's how tired I'd be in the morning. But I'm making it through because it's a fun show. And Michael Coyer is a legendary comedian. So it's it's a, it's a, great to work it's great to work with him and the team is great too so uh, if you follow me on instagram you can see i'll post about that and where you can find that um every single morning lord jesus now i'm a morning person um and do you <laughs> she's shaking her head <laughs> now i'm a morning person um if you uh watch the buzz i'm on buzz if you go to my instagram that's where all the stuff is look i'm out here working hustling trying to make the donuts. I got a whole lot of jobs um, and some exciting news about one of them. But I'll let I'll let Yell tell you guys that. I'll let Yell tell you guys that news. That's fair. Um, I am Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That is Y A E L T Y G I E L. <laughs> um, you can find me on all social there. Uh, where else am I? Right now, um, this is the only one I'm doing at this time because this is the only show that I will let not die. Um, so. Don't miss us every Sunday, usually, for Law & Order S Review. I'm going to tell you right now, we're probably taking a break during the holidays, mostly because my two co-hosts celebrate a holiday in here. So um, I'll let them have their stupid holiday. <laughs> That's the one. You can have it. Um, I think we're not going to do any old episodes, uh, probably not until the next hiatus, um, again, Christmas. So, um, I mean, Time. I will be watching SVU probably on Christmas. So please tweet at me about it. Time to be with your family, hang out with your friends. The hour of the time, I mean, look at y'all's face. Come on, man. I'm trying to say something positive here. The hour of the, the, the hour that you spend with us, spend it like doing some self care or something good for yourself. Like, you know, you about to go into the new year. It's mad stressful. We, I still feel like we in 2020, I don't know what the hell is happening right now. I don't know if Mercury is in micro links or not. I don't know what's going on, but so just take the time. So just like, Get yourself together and love on yourself and be around people that you love. I was trying to be positive, yo. Yo was like, spend time with your family, bitch. What? <laughs> Here's what I'll say. If uh, if you're in a situation where you uh, are not safe with your family or cannot talk oh, to your family yeah. or have some sort of issue with your family, I am fully available on the 24th and 25th to chat with you on the internet. Um, I will be your family and friends because I genuinely will have <laughs> nothing to do. Watch, watch, SVU. watch season 12. I've been rewatching season 12, and I feel like season 12 has some of the most wild episodes. Oh, such a good season. Such, like, literally, I'm like, damn, I forgot. This is, this is good as shit. Right, yeah. Sorry. There are only a few episodes that I, or a few seasons where I'll go skip that one. Um, they yeah. all have winners. Those no seasons have Peter Stone. So. <laughs> Okay, Taylor is on the internet at Alphabet Ann um, and Taylor Gates uh, on all of her socials. Find her. Also, if you want to watch Leverage Redemption, you can also check out the official Leverage Redemption after show over on the Electric Now app. And if you miss the news, it has been renewed for a second season, as has the after show. So keep an eye out for more Leverage Redemption and the official Leverage Redemption after show, a very distinctive podcast on Electric Now. Okay. Ever that is it? Yes, ever that is Thank a you fun all. 
show. That is a fun show to do. This is a fun show. That's a fun show to do. It's different fun. fun. Very, very different fun, but still fun. Still very fun. And great. Uh, the audience who's watched it is great too. The viewers are great. Viewers are great of law or viewers are great of leverage. But I mean, you like me and y'all gabbing and acting foolish. You should probably just watch some leverage That's and then show very distinct podcast okay? uh danny agrees with you season 12 is the original epstein episode that episode is called flight and it is fantastic and when the epstein news broke and i read it i was like i've seen this episode it was very wild <laughs> to see that when reading real life um but that's it for today thank you everybody we'll see you next time oh i'm gonna end you all with this <laughs> oh my gosh kiss 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 watch his face <laughs> <laughs>